Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Hey folks, as you know, I've been doing this podcast for years now, and usually things go off without a hitch. I record an interview, throw in a few songs by the artist, put it online, and boom, you have a podcast. Every once in a while, though, something goes wrong. A file gets corrupted, uh, gets deleted by accident, part of the conversation doesn't get recorded properly, and so on. And unfortunately, this is one of those episodes. This is my conversation with young podcaster and musician GMH Rocks, who is doing big things in both of those fields. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, part of the file for the interview is corrupted. So it's not usable. But the good news is that I've been backing all of these conversations up using Zoom. So I have the audio from our Zoom call. And it's not at the level you might expect from previous episodes because the recording on my external recorder didn't work out. It just means I'm not able to adjust audio volumes and things like that for each side of the conversation. So I highly recommend you check this one out still. It's a great conversation with someone who is doing big things as a podcaster and as a musician, you know, years and years and years before the rest of us even knew what a podcast was in terms of his age. So it's a fun conversation and it's just a shame that the good quality version uh, didn't show up. But we have this and I encourage you to listen. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Alright, welcome to Which Police Radio. I'm in my home of the internet, which is where we all live now, and I uh, always feel the need to preface the show by saying that, even though everyone is online all the time because no one can meet in person. But uh, one of the things that's cool about the city is that, you know, I've been doing this show for about eight years now. And over the course of doing that podcast, there's a lot of other people who are coming up who are starting their own shows. And uh, there's definitely a community growing of podcasters in Winnipeg. And the guest on this episode is also a musician, but I I would like to start off, I think, by talking about your podcast, because, you know, that's obviously um, something that I can relate to (laughs) doing this myself. And it's very cool to see someone, uh, you know, doing a similar kind of show to mine in the sense that you're interviewing musicians and talking about music. But before we get into any of that, if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background, I guess, about uh, how you got into this. Uh, awesome. Okay, so uh, my name is Gregory Marshall Hyman. A lot of people also know me as GMH or GMH Rocks. Um, back in, I want to say April, I started a podcast um, called Talking Rock with GMH, where I can essentially talk to um I guess talk about my opinions with music and rock music, metal music, all sorts of different music uh, with other musicians so that uh, I can hear their take on, I guess, the musical process and hear about their musical um, journey or their time as a musician. And I also do some music myself. I've been playing guitar for such a long, well, not, (laughs) <laughs> a pretty long a pretty uh good chunk of my life and i've also been uh 
I also play uh, drums and sing and I uh, have a project called GMH Rocks where I put out, um, I guess, alternative rock, alternative uh, folk singer, songwriter, all that sort of different stuff. Um, and yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I think one of the things that's interesting is that, you know, like when I got into podcasting, I was already 30 when I started my podcast. I'm not sure how old you are, but I get the impression you're considerably younger than me. And you have, I think, a very good um, sort of... Uh, the fact that you're doing this now is awesome because like you know well first of all how old are you if you don't mind me asking um i'm turning 13 in 10 days okay so like i have a kid who's a couple years younger than you so i mean yeah you're definitely definitely a different age range here but the fact that you're doing this now is awesome because you know when i was your age we didn't have podcasting wasn't a thing there wasn't an opportunity to just sit down and record things and and talk to musicians like you're doing like you're having an opportunity to get kind of hands-on um info from people whose work you you appreciate and and, and that you like and that's it's, it's a really cool uh, thing so hopefully by the time you're my age you will have been doing this for, <laughs> for a long enough time that i mean yeah. you're, you're ahead of the game i think is what I'm, what I'm trying to say so how did you why did you choose podcasting as as the route to take for this so i always love just talking about music like going to friends houses who really don't care about music the same way i do and just spitting out random facts about my favorite bands and all that sort of stuff. And um, me not really having an outlet to tell people about that sort of stuff. And then my friends and family just being all confused why I'm talking about this. And I'm like, why don't I just talk to whoever actually wants to listen yeah. about, um, I guess, my fascination with music bands. And I essentially, I, I wanted to start by actually just talking about, um, I guess, mu uh, news and rock and metal music. And I started that by um, actually doing my pilot episode, I should say, um, while just talking about um, what was going on with uh, the world of music. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized that in the pandemic we're in, there wasn't a lot of stuff to talk about <laughs> at that time. Nothing's happening, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with tours getting cancelled. So um, I asked my friend uh, Joachim if he wanted to come on the next episode to talk about his band. And from there I just started having um, guests on to talk about uh, their music so that... Um, I could have, I guess, people who listen to these artists who also listen to the podcast hear about these other musicians. Yeah. What has the response been so far? I mean, you've had a lot of a lot of guests on your show that I know personally and a lot of musicians that, that you know, that, that I've, I've listened to as well, for sure. But uh, so I'm assuming some of their audience is, is picking up on what you're doing as well. Have you had a good reception? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's been interesting, the fact that uh, getting listeners on a podcast and getting listeners on Spotify for your personal music is completely yeah. different in the fact that um, just how the algorithm works and how it's displayed. So I've actually been pretty fortunate with the podcast to, uh, to getting um, a decent amount of people to listening with, to, to want to listen to me and um, other musicians talk about music and their musical journeys and um what's been pretty awesome for me is uh to i guess have the odd um band from manitoba on then to have uh bands that i've listened to for as long as i can remember on the right. show um and to talk about their music so that's been 
a super awesome component. And I mean, I'm, I'm still, my podcast isn't even a year old, so I still have a lot of um, opportunity with special guests and listeners to fill. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. Even I remember a friend who doesn't live in uh, Winnipeg messaged me and he's like, I, I only listen to rap and hip hop, but your podcast is super amazing. Uh, well, super interesting hearing you t- talk to uh, these musicians. So I just decided to keep it going and to, you know, just have like the odd conversation with uh, musicians, like I said, whether that's from around Canada, yeah. um, Winnipeg, or even uh, Europe and all, all over the world, uh, musicians that I can get on when possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's it's really cool that you're doing it again. Like, I wish I had been doing this when I was your age. <laughs> I would have had so much more time <laughs> to work on so many more episodes. But I mean, you know, what has the interview experience been like with interviewing people? Because I mean, I I, I work as a journalist, in, not not on radio, but you know, I, I write I write news for my for a living, and I went to journalism school. Like, interviews is something that I've got a lot of training and experience doing, and I feel comfortable with. But what was that like for you? I mean, I'm obviously you're coming to this fairly cold and talking to some artists, like you said, that you've listened to for, for your whole life. So did you have a lot of nerves when you were doing that or uh, concerns about kind of how you would uh, come across as an interviewer? You know, it depends on, uh, I guess the episode. Sometimes I'll just stick to um, a regular set of questions with definitely modifications, but Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of a template, but it really depends on um, the musician. So for example, um, with uh i i was uh for my episode that's um out as of uh february 12th i was fortunate enough to get one of my biggest inspirations as a guitarist and musician rob baker from um the tragedy holy crap that's that's ridiculous i was able to i was able to speak to him which was like to be honest a dream can yeah yeah true so little thing little things like that um so those are always exciting to even just small interviews talking with um, musicians who I really appreciate. So for example, like Exo Merida, mm-hmm. one of the first ones that come to my mind, although um, they are still super, they're just getting started with their music and I think they're amazing, but um, just getting to talk to them about uh, their, their music and their process with uh their music and their super cool yeah, they're nice uh, guys, yeah. sound and yeah, super nice guy. So just from that to that is just uh, amazing to talk with these guys. When you look at me with those Your blood mask gone. 
Just looking at some of the people on your on your list of guests, I mean, you have people from the Watchmen, like you said, you have uh, guitarists from the Hip. Is what kind of music are you into? Because you know, I, I don't necessarily think the Watchmen is a band that people are going to assume someone in your age group is necessarily a fan of, right? And I mean, you seem to be very heavy on the rock side of things. What kind of stuff did you grow up listening to? Um, it's always been like the classic rock stuff, and then um, I this has helped a lot with the podcast, but. Um, over the summer, I, I guess, came across a slight obsession with 90s alternative rock band, okay. alternative yeah, yeah. rock band. So, um, The Watchmen, Our Lady Peace, uh, uh, Odds, Moist, yep. um, The Hip, of course, uh, always love The Hip. So just sort of, um, yeah, it's definitely been rock also, um, I'm I'm pretty open. I'll listen to anything. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan when it comes to pop music, but I love 
um, the rock um, and metal for sure. And then also I do have a lot of appreciation for singer songwriter and uh, folk and I guess experimental alternative sort of stuff. What is the appeal uh, to you for some of that 90s alt rock stuff? Because, you know, those bands you mentioned, when I was your age, that's what was happening. You know, I remember when the first Moise album came out, it's still the tape. <laughs> like, like that was kind of my era of, of growing up being in junior high, starting to get into music heavily. So what do you think has made that stuff kind of stand the test of time? Because it's decades later now, right? And I mean, yeah. one you would assume that, I mean, it's a, maybe a wrong assumption, but someone your age would be listening to something more contemporary but there definitely are a lot of people who are younger who are mm-hmm. going back to that 90s stuff so what is the appeal for you like what do you think draws you to it um i'm not a hundred percent sure what it is you know like for example when it comes to the watchman um their first record compared to their record in 1998 silent i think i'm a great on that date but silent radar yeah, yeah. um mclaren furnace room their first record just is so amazing in my opinion i just like that raw sound that almost nearly live off the floor yeah um sound and it just it 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 just sounds uh amazing to me and even like moist who i don't really listen to as much compared to the other bands i mentioned but moist for example their earlier recordings compared to recordings of uh rock songs now compared to moist um moist although it's I guess nothing compared to today's quality, the quality that you can get from just um, like a laptop. Um, it still sounds to me super amazing. And it's almost like I'm listening to a concert in my, okay. uh, just with headphones on. So there's just, uh, it's just uh, really easy for me to listen to. And I appreciate uh, the melodic part of things as well and all that sort of stuff. What is your uh, well, what has it been like for you with your own music? I mean, obviously we're in a pandemic right now, so no one is playing any kind of shows or anything like that. But has, is there any kind of infrastructure here in the city for you to play shows? Because you can't play bar shows. And uh, there was an all ages scene like back, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, there's a pretty big punk all ages scene. But I'm not sure what's happened with that, you know, in the years since. Had you been playing shows or trying to play shows before all of this happened? Um, yes and no. So, uh I really uh, stepped up my playing music when I um, turned to busking, which started in Clear Lake and then moved to busking at the Forks, being up there in the summer, um, like three times a week almost. And of course, that can't happen right now. But that was amazing because these people would walk by and would just uh, really appreciate um, what I was playing. And that just meant uh, a lot to me. And that's when I started fiddling around again with the name GMH Rocks that had just been a YouTube channel name and a little bit of a joke. Um, doesn't have a whole lot of meaning besides the fact that GMH is my initials. Um, so I was able to uh, sort of busk a lot, which helped me uh, with being able to play in front of a crowd. And then I started, uh, and then I, I really only played one show I'm not really sure if you'd classify it as a show. It was sort of practicing in front of a few people at okay. Bulldog uh, Bulldog Event Center. Um, it was just a little event they were doing, and I was able to do a little acoustic set, which was um, which was cool. Um, I I did a lot of covers, and then 
over the pandemic, I went back to old originals I had. Okay. And um, yeah, fiddling around with writing and um, I definitely, writing is not a strong suit for me, but definitely working on getting originals is extremely important to me for sure. Waiting 
to show you when he growls you send me to my To my room. Alright. I may not growl, but when you make me cry, you will too. Are you hoping that once the pandemic eases and things get back to some semblance of normality that you do you want to be playing more shows like do you think of this experience sure. of doing all these interviews and talking to all these artists during the pandemic has that kind of inspired you to want to get out there and and try new things and and get your name out there yeah yeah so i don't really know what things will look like but i no one does yeah yeah no one does but i'm so much looking forward to basically in the summer i was able to practice with a little live band I have um, outside and we were able to have it with all like the COVID precautions at the time. And oh, cool. um, like July compared to now, like July was honestly a great month. One of the best throughout this pandemic, to be honest. And I was able to practice with the band and it was just so exciting to hear my original songs being played with other, other guys. And uh, I just can't wait to play in front of other people, especially with the band, just not acoustically, which is something right. I do quite often um, because I'm able to put, I guess, a more creative and personal side into recordings, but um, I'm all up to playing with other people um, live. So I cannot wait to start playing live again. Do you think that this uh, process of doing the podcast and meeting all these artists, do you think it might help you get some shows in future? I mean, hopefully if there are shows at some point, um, honestly, I do, uh, in the sense that, I mean, especially with, uh, local musicians that there are, um, ones that I've stayed a little bit more connected, connected with, and right. maybe in the future, there's a little bit of a collaboration or a show there. Yeah, that'd be cool. So if people want to find your podcast and your music, what's the best uh, option for them to track you down online? Um, Instagram, I'm there a lot. I post const constant updates. So GMH underscore rocks on Instagram. Also, you can find me on Spotify. So um, I have an album, which is basically 11 demos of original songs. And cool. it's called Basement. And it was a little pandemic project. And you can check that out on basically everywhere. Just type in GMH rocks, like Spotify, iTunes, um, all that stuff. And We've got new stuff coming soon, which is, uh, we got a new song coming out called I Remember, which is a, um, a super awesome song, in my opinion. Definitely very different from um, my album, Basement, and for sure a step up. And I'm um, really excited for people to hear it because I, I think people are going to like this one. Cool. 
and that, that's like you said it's available in all the all the usual places where people find people find music online yeah, yeah. Are, are you um is gmh rocks is that the the, the final uh name you're going to use or are you, is that just what you're kind of stuck with because you start and i ask as someone who has a stupid name that <laughs> he's stuck with for a podcast over the past few years not 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 to imply that your name is stupid but you know what i mean right like it's it sounds like it was a placeholder for you and then now you're kind of wrapping this up are, are you going to stick with that name or do you have uh, designs to to change that up um, it depends for as long as I can, I'm going to stick with the name. Yeah. Um, I just, when I, uh, did that show at, um, Bulldog Pizza that I was telling you, about, the, the, the weird thing is for, I guess the event poster, it was, um, I guess the caption I should say, um, was like, it, it, it was like, come see 12 year old GMH rocks. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. But yeah, so I would like to stick with it because I think it's funny. My friends know me as GMH. Um, right. I've just sort of had this going. And uh, for the people that don't necessarily get it, like people, people, somebody was like, oh, GHM rocks and like getting the letters mixed up, all yeah. that sort of stuff. But to be completely honest, I think it's a fun name. And I have no problem saying I'm Gregory Hyman, but I go by, I right. release music under GMH rock. So yeah do you uh, what you just said there about the poster and the way the way it described you do you like do you not want to have yourself marketed as as a, a kid playing music basically like would you prefer that that wasn't sort of what people are advertising it as because i noticed well, your, you know, your podcast it doesn't you don't ever say that right and listening to it it's not necessarily clear either you know right away that, that you're as young as you are so is that something you're yeah. trying to avoid or do you want to like it yeah how do you feel about that whole thing of you yeah know, well people knowing your age i guess I'm a, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I'm just a nearly um, 13 year old who is like, firstly, on my podcast, every, every depends who it is, but every time somebody is asked, they're like, um, what are you like, middle of high school or something yeah. like that? And I'm like, no, I'm actually um, only in grade seven. But I guess yeah. the fact that I'm, um, like 510 and I do what I'm doing all that all this sort of stuff I guess I guess it can throw people off so I have no problem being placed with my age I don't really have a problem with that I just I just uh feel that I'm not gonna let that stop yeah um, showcasing I guess my music and my podcast and yeah like the podcast like I said is really up to the people who listen and the people who come on to the show for sure yeah well, you don't want it to become a gimmick either, right? You don't want to be like, oh, here's this guy. Look how old he is. He's playing music. You want people to like your music kind of, you know, sight unseen, right? And just hear the songs. And, and if they dig it, they dig it rather than having this yeah. preconceived notion of, of who you are and what you are and how old you are and all that stuff.
When I listen back to Basement, um, my record, I just, I, I have mixed opinions on it because it was a pandemic process, uh, uh, project during online school and just caught in the midst yeah. of not knowing what was going on. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to do an album. I have um, songs, so I'm just going to release an album. So that's sort of what I went with. But definitely the new stuff is... Um, the nice thing about the new stuff that's coming is for sure a demonstration of what I'm hearing and what I'm, what I'm visioning it's going to sound like, or what I'm hearing it's in my head, what it's going to sound like. So I hope, um, 
that that uh, definitely draws attention to people listening. How do you feel like, how, how do you think this stuff's going to hold up for you when you're, you know, five years older, 10 years older? And the reason I ask is because my, my first band, I was also in grade seven and I have recordings of it. They're very poorly done because it was 1994 and we just had a, a tape deck in the middle of the room. And so the audio is quality is terrible, but I mean, the songs are somewhat, they're endearing, but also awful <laughs> like when I look back at them. And so do you, have you given a thought to, you know, what this stuff will sound like? Do you think that you are, I guess, like fully matured as a songwriter at this point, because, because you are so young. And do you worry that maybe some of this stuff, the fact that it's out there and you're putting it on the internet and anyone can hear it, do you have any concerns that maybe you will have changed so much in, you know, five years or so that uh, musically that, that maybe you won't want this stuff to be floating around online anymore? Um, I don't. I mean, people take people when people, some, sometimes when people think that um, their record or whatever they have out is not a proper representation of them, yeah, they take it down, but that's just part of my process. And if, um my new stuff in three years sounds completely different than my stuff from 2020 well um so be it i guess yeah. people can listen to what they choose there is um although it's not necessarily my favorite there's a lot of songs on um basement that people do enjoy and continue to listen to so good That's it's good. The, the nice thing is you can uh I never really have to stop doing music wherever life takes me. So even if, um, even if I'm, I most like, I probably won't, but like, even if I, I probably won't take this full time at all, but I can still always play music and release yeah. music, which is the super awesome thing that doesn't really have to change. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing, I'm glad you're doing the music. I'm, I'm glad you, you know, at this point in your, in your young career, it's like the fact that you are, able to record all this stuff and you have the technology to do this at home and make an album in your basement during a quarantine and stuff. It's awesome. Like it's, uh, I'm very jealous of that kind of uh, equipment being available and that kind of uh, the ease of doing it. Cause you can just record something, throw it up online. Everyone can hear it. And uh, I wish that existed when I was your age for sure. And also the podcast, like it's, like I said at the beginning, it's always nice to see more podcasters in the, in the city. Mm-hmm. We have a nice community that we've built through the Manitoba podcast festival and uh, everything like that. So hopefully we can get you involved in some of that stuff if you're interested and uh, you can meet yeah. some of the other people in the community. And uh, it, it's good because I mean, you know, I'm an old guy, I'm almost 40 and I'm, I have a kid who's a year younger than you. And I'm talking about talking to musicians and my perspective, I'm sure is very different from yours. Even if we're talking to the same artists, you know, I'm sure that we have a, a different way of looking at things. So I'm happy you're here, happy For you're sure. doing this. And, uh, yeah, keep, keep, keep going, man. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I watch the sun Go down on these nights Like all these days It's not so
the sadness it's not all right as i get on the bus to go home from school i wonder why it's so dark outside just for in the afternoon can you hear the silence on november night can you feel the sadness it's not all right I will never forget Can you hear the silence on November night Can you feel the sadness It's not alright 